That's my... Hey, this is Sharks Across Tokyo, formerly Sharks Across Hollywood, but will return to being Sharks Across Hollywood in like a week or two. This is the third and final week of uh, us being Sharks Across Tokyo because I don't have time or any more ideas this year for anything. I quit. (laughs) I give up until next August. Also, holy fuck, I am so tired. I'm I'm too old to be in a band, yet I keep doing it to myself. It's, It's just a lot. I haven't recovered. And this movie did not fucking help. Because this is the first anime film I think I've watched from front to back ever in my life. I mean, I guess like Little Nemo and Slumberland counts, but... Yeah, yeah, I'd give you that one. But this is the first one I've watched in my adult life. No no Miyazaki? No. Don't like anime, man. I just never have. No Ninja Scroll? We had this conversation, didn't we? I have not watched Ninja Scroll. My sister sister brought it home when when she was like 14, 15. Because that seems right up your alley. Yeah, I know, and that's why I bought it, because that's that's next year. Uh, See, you already got a quarter of next year planned. Um... She brought it home, Ninja Scroll, and I tried to watch it with her for like a minute because I was like bored and mo- oh, yeah. mom wasn't and it, home. And it, it turns and she, like hard R immediately. Well, she just didn't want me to hang out with him. She's like, you can't watch this. Oh, God, I feel like we've had this conversation <laughs> we have. before. We have. But either way. Like, and I feel like it went that exact same way. It, it was a, a little bit. But we're talking about Akira. This movie came out in 1988. It's based on the manga, written and directed by the guy who did the manga as well. And I'm probably pronouncing manga wrong. It's manga, whatever. Fuck off, nerds. <laughs> what more do you want from me? I'm already saying Akira, not Akira. Even though in the movie, in the dub, both dubs, I think, they say Akira. So yes, they do. You had a problem with the disc, right? Even though it was brand new, there was a nice little scratch on it. Unfortunately, there it was It was a couple of scratches. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different disc that I had a problem with, too. I, that was a whole... <laughs> uh, no, there was... Th- that's right. There was one perfect, like, circular scratch, but not like... Like, it didn't go all the way around. It was just in one spot, but it was following the lines, you know, that the disc was written in. And so the 2001 audio was just cutting out fucking constantly. Like, not so much that I couldn't understand what was going on. I could, but it was this. And so would try to say something. And it <laughs> would get... But, like, the movie, like wouldn't, this. M- movie wasn't skipping No, there or was anything? no problem with oh, the movie. Oh, that's weird. So all I did was I switched the audio over to the original 1988 audio, which, by the way, almost more appropriate than the Johnny Youngbosch fucking Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. So I was going to bring that original. up if, if you, in case you missed it. Cam Clark, who does the voice of Leonardo in the original 1986, whatever, 85, 86 uh, as well as Ninja Turtles cartoon. As well as tons of other famous voices. Yes. Well, he... <laughs> he he starts talking. He plays... He's the main character, Canada, Canada, whatever the fuck. The first time I watched it, I watched it with the 2001 audio track. Because right. I'm like, hey, that ties into Power Rangers perfectly. Look at that shit. Johnny Young Bosch. It's a nice, soft transition from Power Rangers Month to Sharks Across Tokyo, you know? It just it just worked. Yeah. So I watched it, and I'm like, cool. But then you said that your, your, your disc was cutting out and shit. So I'm like, all right, on the second watch, I will watch the 88 dub. 
and it is completely fucking different. All the dialogues changed. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm, it's pretty wildly different. Like the, there's some different translations and everything. But I'm I'm hearing him his voice, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? That can't be, can it? Like, sure enough, it is. But it is. It's fucking Cam Clark, and he couldn't figure out if he wanted to have like some weird New York accent because like for the first <laughs> for the first like ninety minutes of the movie, it's not there, and then all of a sudden, it's there. Yeah, it um, was weird. It's a little uneven, the audio, uh, that 1988 audio. Yeah, it's not like, fantastic. Like, for the first hour and a half of the movie, the the director was like, all right, just do your normal voice. All right, you know what I want to hear? I want to hear some Rocksteady, because he also did the voice of Rocksteady in the original oh, Turtles okay. cartoon. All right. So it's weird. Like, And the dialogue. Oh, God, did you have the subtitles on? No, I did not. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Both versions, both English versions, the subtitles do not match at all. It's really, really jarring. Uh, yeah, because my next watch was going to be because now I've I tried to watch it with the um, I think I watched like the first half with the English or the 2001 audio. And it the first 10 minutes was OK, but then like literally at about the 10 minute mark, it started fucking up and it just kept going and kept going. And and I gave it like 20 minutes. I was because I knew you were watching that version. I thought, OK, maybe it'll clean up. Never cleaned up. So then at about, you know, like the 30 40 minute mark or something like that I switched over and it it was really really different so then on my second watch I watched it with just the 88 audio now I was thinking you know I, I should go and watch it with the original Japanese audio but then that's gonna mean that I gotta watch it with the subtitles on so yeah it's kind of a fucking mess it was really <laughs> weird so this being the first anime that I watched that I really cared about and I did like this. This I knew this was going to be a good first step into the world of anime for me, and it looks really cool. Visually, yeah, you can't fault this movie. It looks amazing. It looks amazing today, and that's saying something. Like at the time, the, I mean, the big difference now is, of course, we actually can make movies that look like that. At the time, you could never have watched a movie that had this shit in it. Never, like. It, it it would have been it would have been the biggest budget movie ever made if they tried to if they tried to make this movie as a live action and some of the stunts you just couldn't do you'd have to incorporate heavy CGI and stuff but you could do it and you could make it look real now it would still be animated you know but you could make it look convincing but at the time if they tried to make this movie in 1988 it would have looked like shit it looked it, this movie looks amazing like I've watched. I've watched a lot of the Miyazaki movies. I mean, Miyazaki is no, like, he's the king, you know, and this can stand toe to toe, visually speaking, with any of his movies. I wasn't laughing at the Miyazaki thing. I was just thinking that if they made this in like the early 90s, it would have, it would have flowed a little, it would have been an American movie because that's just the way, you know, Americans like to do that. And it would have been that's just fair, like yeah. Double Dragon. <laughs> and yeah, probably. Uh, Tetsuo would have looked like a Bobo. And I'm a little sad that that's not how this went down. Because that's funny as oh, shit. God. Oh, God. Um, I'm not, yeah. not going to say I don't want to step into a parallel universe and see that. But that would be a terrible introduction <laughs> to the world of Akira. Oh, my well, God. Yeah, no shit. Well, and then they we have tried anime live action Americans, see, they fucking do it all the time. I'm sure there's other ones, but obviously the one of the first ones I watched was Dragon Ball Z. That went well. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dragon Ball Evolution, whatever. I never saw Ghost in the Shell. 
Uh, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, and I haven't seen Dragon Ball Evolution. I know it by its reputation. The only one I know is Battle Angel Alita, which I actually thought was adapted really well because I fell in love with that through the original anime, and I thought they did a fantastic adaptation of it. And I mean, there's Eon Flux, which was an American yeah, but that, yeah, that cartoon American in the style show. of anime. Yeah. And that movie wasn't very good no, either. That movie so it wasn't very good. <laughs> It had some cool... They were playing with some cool ideas, but that's part of That's because Eon Flux had cool ideas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when you just throw a marquee actress like Charlize Theron in it, it's literally a movie just so you can have a marquee actress in it. But yeah, you know you know I, what is the best? Akira. That's not entirely true. No, I know a lot I, of people say this movie's like really overrated, and I'm like, yeah, I, no, I get it. It does have... It's not plotless, but like... It's almost plotless. For... For how much happens, nothing happens. It's one of those kinds of movies. But uh, it's a fucking wild ride. Shit is just going on. Yes. All over the damn place. This is an amazing this is an amazing movie to watch as an action movie because the action sequences are spectacular. It looks fantastic. There's always something visually interesting happening. The downside is the story is kinda cook I mean, I'm not gonna say cookie cutter. It's it's such <laughs> basic storytelling like this is this character is the good guy why because he is because he just happens to be and this character is the bad guy why because he is because he's smaller than the rest of them (laughs) that's why oh my god jesus christ i can't can we get like some level of i i mean this this really feels like it was written by a 13 year old and he's an asshole yes everybody's an asshole in this movie like it is just peopled with assholes and i'm supposed to root for Canada, like well, why well, I'm on. flirting with you, you bitch. Yeah, like he literally he goes after this girl for no other reason than she is a girl. Like that's it. It's she's like she's hot. Yeah, like he's like he sees her and is like, oh, she's my obsession now. And that's Kay, by the way, who was an integral part of the movie actually. But she just kind of pops up and he's like, hey, you're hot. Want to come with us? And she's like, no. And he's like, you're coming. And that's his whole <laughs> motivation. His whole motivation in this movie is following the hot girl and then. Uh, Tetsuo's whole motivation is I'm an asshole now. That's like his whole motivation is like I just I'm gonna be an asshole now. I want more power. Yep. And that's it. He There's needs nothing to find, more complex than that. He needs to find Akira, who is not a character in the movie technically. Also, some something to note is that this this movie's based on a manga, right? I'm sure the manga. Well, this I'm not is sure that the manga was more complex actually. Now that I this is that. essentially the first half of the series. So by the time Tetsuo gets all huge and blows up and shit, there's more, and it sounds fucking awesome, and I really kind of want to read it. I've never touched a manga before. I don't know how to read them. It's back. It's literally yeah, you backwards. Have, you just have to read it exactly I have, backwards. I have no idea. Like, that's so weird. It's not that hard once you, once you get into it. But either way, it does sound really cool, and Akira becomes a big character in the second half. Okay. Of it after all this crazy shit goes down. I don't know. They ended it at a good place because, honestly, if I'd had to spend more time with these fucking characters, <laughs> I think I'd have been exhausted. Uh, so it ends It ends at a great climax. It, you know, it, it gets... The, the movie is constantly ramping up, and it, it ramps up and ramps up and ramps up, and then when it blows, that's the end. And that's the best thing I can say about the story. And you've never seen anything quite like this. It's no. kind of like I, visually speaking. I can't. Yeah. O- you can't oversell these visuals. No, visually is, speaking, it looks so cool. This movie's fucking amazing. 
I can't criticize the visuals at all. The the worst thing I can say about them is they're clearly derivative of Blade Runner, but Blade Runner was clearly derivative of anime and manga too. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't really like that takes away from it not at all. I can tell you what it did do. It made me want to check out some more. So yeah, that's fair. That's that's what I thought was going to happen when I picked this movie specifically. I'd heard people talk about it. It's a horror sci-fi thing. There's lots of blood and guts and gore. Didn't really think about the intense toxic masculinity chauvinistic nonsense that would be happening the whole time (laughs) yeah it's it's layered on pretty thick the setting would be interesting but it really is just blade runner 2.0 yeah Yeah, Uh, i mean it's you know blade runner was la this is tokyo neo tokyo in 2019 by the way yeah 2019 i gotta have i gotta have a whole section of movies called future past where it's all movies set in the future that are now in the past oh yeah and you know the best one back to the future too yeah well i think Blade is probably the best one i absolutely 100 percent disagree with you back to the future 2 is 100 percent the best one uh i I love back to the future 2 i don't like blade runner that much i marathoned all three movies on back to the future day i love back to the i'm not gonna you're not gonna give me shit about back to the future but (laughs) blade runner is a better movie have you read the book? I've read the book. Yeah. The book is great. The book is fantastic. But the book's a completely different experience. The it book really is. is. It, it has, is, um, it's like the basic setup and then everything is fucking weird yeah, after that. It's, it's a completely different experience not to be compared with the movie at all. Fantastic book. Five stars all the way. But it's not anything like. I'm just going to push book. up my glasses that I'm not wearing right now and say, oh, actually, <laughs> the book is better. I just wanted to, wanted to throw that out there. I do like the book. It's the only Philip K. Dick book I've ever read, actually. It's going to be a matter of opinion, you know. It's it's just pure taste whether or not you like the book or the movie better. I I found the movie first, so I like it better. It's as simple as that. If I'd found the book first, I would like the book better. I watched the movie first, so your logic sucks. No, no, no I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody. <laughs> no. But for me, um, I know I always have, I always lean towards whichever version I discovered first, even if the subsequent version is better. But in this case, Blade Runner is probably the best sci-fi movie ever made. Like it really is. It's probably the best sci-fi movie ever made. Like from from every every angle you can approach it from, I don't think there's anything that you could say is better than it is just as good at it as it, and it's just a matter of taste. I was trying to think of that uh, Roger Corman space movie with John Boy in it, <laughs> and I was gonna say that was better, but I can't remember the name of it. I don't. Oh, remember Battle Beyond the Stars. Oh, there you go. Battle Beyond the Stars. I didn't know John Boy was in that. I think it's that one. Well, I haven't watched it yet, so I, I don't know. It's widely considered one of the worst sci-fi movies ever made. I, I am aware of that. <laughs> which is which. Uh, so I'm like, so I have to watch it. Yeah, I'm like I have to get this. Yeah, I think I have the Steel Book because oh, yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah, I I got the Steel. It's a beautiful Steel Book. But then I also have Galaxy of Terror and shit. Also the Steel Book because the artwork on that was fucking awesome. I don't have Galaxy of Terror in the Steel Book. The Steel Book was sold out of that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I knew. I yeah, I got it. It was like about to sell out so i'm like need it because it is a great cover (laughs) so the imagery let's more about the imagery that canada and his fucking red outfit and that red bike that is an iconic image i mean if you're into that sort of thing not everybody on the street's gonna be like oh i know that it's one of those things that if you've seen it you never forget it if you know you know it's one of those kind yeah yeah like like if you've seen it you can't forget it you might not know anything about the story i didn't know anything about the story i i had no idea what i was in for when i right and and you look like that's Akira, right? Yeah, that was no. what I thought. I was like, oh, that's Akira's, Akira's He's bike. not even in the fucking movie. 
Well, you know, not like, really. It's like you see that bike. It's like, oh, Akira's bike. Yeah. No, it's the bike from Akira. It's not Akira's bike. Yeah, and apparently okay. in the manga, the clowns, like especially that big bald, the big bald clown, he plays a bigger role in the in the manga. I keep, I'm going to call it a comic. You fucking dorks. Come for me. <laughs> Actually, do. We, we need some engagement on this shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feel free to send all of your hate mail or your hate ats to at the shark pod. And I mean, it's a really and it's a really cool bike chase scene we get right at the beginning. Yeah. It's there's it's just super dynamic, really cool. It's the iconic shot of Canada doing the skid stop on the bike and shit. And there's so fucking much going on in every shot too. Like none of these shots feel half-assed. Every single one of these shots, so much. There's so much layering going on to the action and to the backgrounds. It feels alive. Like the city feels alive. It feels like. This is a lived-in, vibrant, pulsating place. It looks like Batman Beyond was trying to tap into a little bit of this. Batman Beyond looks like shit compared to this. <laughs> I said tried. And Batman and Beyond looks... I'm not looks, trying to shit on no, Batman, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond looks great. But yeah. Honest, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I, I can't think of anything short of a Miyazaki movie that I could even compare to this. This, this, this is one of the most visually... I, I mean, it's an overused word, but stunning movies I've ever seen. I don't love that one of the first things we see after the bike chase is a guy shooting a bunch of dogs in their face. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to have something to say about that. I was like, oh, all right. Rachel happened to be with me the first time, and she's like, nope. And she just didn't pay attention the rest of the time. And she's like, I don't like this. Every time I look up, something weird's happening. I'm like, yes. That's true. That's yes. kind of what this movie is. Literally every <laughs> time you look up. This would make a great series if somebody wanted to dig into it a little more and oh, yeah. take take the manga and make it spread it out a little bit. Absolutely. Like if HBO picked this up, I'd watch the shit out of that. But like an animated series, don't fucking don't be I would weird. not I honestly I wouldn't care as long as you as know long like as it a, wasn't a real shit. budget was getting thrown yeah. at it, you know. Like give me cuz they they have a lot to contend with visually. They, they need to make it stunning. They need to make it amazing. It needs to pulsate with life. And Harrison Ford needs to play the old version of Canada. You get the writer you get the writer of Squid Game oh, shit. to adapt this. That guy's an amazing writer. <laughs> I want to see more. That show is pretty fucking good. So the plot of this movie, I'm not entirely sure. I was taking notes on my second watch and I just kind of stopped paying attention a bunch because I was really tired and this movie's really intense and there's a lot of shit going on. So Tetsuo, who is like the best friend of Canada, who is the main character, gets into a... They're, they're in the bike chase. He gets into an accident because he almost... The guy who shoots shoots his dog in the face is like, we don't know who the fuck he is, by the way. We never learn who he is. I'm sure probably in the manga he had some kind of deep-ass backstory. I would hope so. But um, he's just like dragging this gray crypt keeper looking kid all over the city. <laughs> this kid, clearly a child who looks like he's 97 years old. That dude it, gets killed. Like immediately I'm going, what the fuck is that about? Well, like Rachel said, every second you look up, there's something weird going on. <laughs> which kind of makes it, which makes it fun. But like, yeah, absolutely. If you look down for a minute and you look oh, back up, you they end up, I realized though, they, when they end up in the sewer, you know, in, in their prison jumpsuits or whatever, I realized I didn't actually look away. It just happened that fast. I, I made a, made it a point to pay attention at that part. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't miss anything. Okay. It's weird. So of course this kid, he has like fucking psychic powers and shit. He screams and after that guy gets gunned down and there's a bunch of cops, but it's like a totalitarian 
cop oh, government because this is like yeah. post World War Three and shit. Yep. I mean, I mean, the movie literally opens up, up with what appears to be it's, it, a, a it's, it's not technically like we find out, it, but it looks like a nuclear bomb going off in the center of Tokyo in 1988, the year this movie came out. You know the kid, he starts to scream, like 11, of course, and then just shit yep. starts breaking and crumbling down. And then we cut to the character that I'm calling Mini Trump, but he, he's just, he, we just get a glimpse of him for like a second, and we'll get back. You know, Tetsuo, Tetsuo then crashes. Eventually, Tetsuo crashes into this kid. Tetsuo almost crashes into the almost. kid, but the kid uh, has this power to like, you know, it's like an instinctual thing where like he basically blows tetsuo up as he crashes into a wall of mind, mind force power. that he blows out around himself and uh yeah tetsuo gets fucked up and after a couple beats i said i missed a few beats but mini trump eventually comes down on his floaty thing to come get the kid <laughs> who mini and he is trump jesus right tell me he doesn't look no like mini trump. i hadn't thought about it but now that you said it i'm never going to be able to stop thinking well and it's kind of like trump. you ever see that movie that 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 louis anderson cartoon life with louis yeah he kind of looks like louis he anderson like, and donald trump had a had a weird cartoon baby life with donald <laughs> this mini trump guy is also a child and who looks like he's 90 years old also yes and we'll meet another one too there's three of those they're all fucking creepy you know the gang gets arrested and tetsuo gets taken away because he's air quotes injured they all get interrogated and canada says that this this lady named k kai i don't know it depends on which uh translation you listen to Something i guess like that She's part. He pretends she's part of the group, even though she's not. She's part of this weird terrorist cell or something. I'm not entirely sure. It seems like the terrorists and the government are like working together because there's this big roundtable meeting with government officials and the guy who I thought was the leader of the terrorists or the revolutionary. I don't. I don't remember seeing such a guy. I. I never made that connection between those characters. I never. I. You might be right, but <laughs> if. If one of those terrorist guys was on the council, I was not aware of it. It's the guy that that Kai is with all the time. The guy with that weird pencil mustache. The guy you're talking about the guy in like the trench coat and the in the hat. Yeah, who I think so? Who draws down on her in uh, Canada when they're in the when they're in the secret building or yeah, whatever. yeah, that guy. Not the bald, not the hat, mostly not the bald guy, guy. Not the, not the guy, guy who's the her Mohawk. friend. No, yeah, that guy. Oh, the yeah. guy who's her. He's yeah. in there. Yeah. Not, not the guy who looks like Road Warrior Hawk. This movie's really weird. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot. Don't watch it when you're tired. No, this is don't not a don't good do that. Watch. Do not do that to yourself. You want this movie's not short. This is like oh, it's also over two hours long. Over two hours long. Yeah. yeah. Be aware that Canada is a dick to women. But then he ends up he ends up being kind of heroic at at some point. But, yeah, I, like he know. comes around at the end. But it's like I'm a little irritated because it's like all right, you've been trying to force this guy on me as the hero, and he's just been a tool this entire movie <laughs> and now i'm supposed to be on his side like all right fine i'll take it but only because the visuals in this movie are so strong will i allow this shit i i broke it down just like i always do but what is what is the plot here so what 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 happens tetsuo crashes into this weird psychic kid ends up somehow infected with like his like psychic, psychic powers stuff. and then they take him to this hospital i think they... the idea is that like it unlocked something that was probably already in him Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Because it doesn't happen to anybody else who comes in contact with these kids. It doesn't happen to any of the people who come in contact with Tetsuo, because Tetsuo uses his power against people a lot. Constantly, yeah. He escapes this hospital, and he... 
he, he paints fucking... the walls with a couple of guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's kind of cool. I'm not gonna like lie. he goes rainmaker on him. The, there's supposed to be some like political symbolism here about totalitarianism or some shit. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of political symbolism going on, but I don't know the politics of Japan, so most of it just missed me entirely. I mean, obviously the totalitarian thing, but uh, any any nuance that was going on, like they they made a point of uh, they made a point of translating all the anti-union yes. graffiti all over the place. Yeah, so they they were clearly making some statements. I'm not 100 percent clear on what the statements were, whether it was whether that was like a product of the totalitarian regime that was the bad guys, or whether that was whether the filmmakers were actually anti-union i don't know i couldn't tell you there's also a character named kaori who isn't super important she shows up gets her ass kicked oh this is uh this is tetsuo's girlfriend tetsuo's girlfriend yes shows up gets punched in the face real hard by these clown bikers and then canada has to go save them and that's when tetsuo's like motherfucker you always have to save me huh you just love having to save me because i'm a weak little pussy and canada's like no not really man i'm just like being your friend like they're supposed <laughs> to be best friends and tetsuo is just fucking raging on canada the entire movie like and then and then at the end you know like tetsuo kind of has a turnaround but i don't know well i, I don't know is it it's hard to buy that these guys were ever best friends and like, tetsuo really likes canada's bike yeah and canada's giving him shit immediately like they step on the screen together it's like get the fuck off my bike yeah, That's too pussy. much bike for you. You can't handle this. You like, can't handle the bike. I thought these guys were friends. But Tetsuo must be the sensitive dork dork friend, even though there's like a way dorkier friend that they hang out with. <sighs> I don't know. I, I find these characters exhausting. <laughs> Eventually, Tetsuo does end up stealing his bike, though. But that's when he's trying to run away with Kaori, but he can't handle it. It's too much bike for him. It's too much bike for him, and that's when they get... Canada was right. That's when they get their asses kicked by by the bikers and shit. Tetsuo then, like, in the in the midst of this scene where after, after, the, after he's, like, ready to kill this biker guy, he has, like, a mild freakout and some weird images, like, flash in his head, and then he hears p- people say... He hears, like, a voice in his head saying, Akira, constantly. That was an interesting sequence. Um, that was That was really part of those you know like there's always something visually interesting going on because that sequence by itself could be if you just watch that out of context it's upsetting which part the the one where he's having the flashes right now yeah the flash like um, like he like the first thing he does is he falls to the ground oh, yeah. and he <laughs> like something's going on in his head and then total silence the ground beneath him starts collapsing and he falls into this hole and then he falls into the same position again and his guts fall out like it's pretty fucked up like disemboweled style and then he's trying to shovel them back in but they're not there so he clearly is seeing them but they aren't there it's just an upsetting sequence to watch (laughs) but it looks cool it does yeah it does and then the men in black come and take him away like it's literally yep. the men in black. It's Pretty a dude. Much. It's a blonde white dude in sunglasses and a black suit and a truck full of doctors. But yeah. it is all led by a, the blonde white dude in glasses. And then there's some there's some terrorist shit that Kai or Kay is involved in with her mustachioed little friend. There's all sorts of shit going on in this totalitarian police force and shit. Canada follows Kai who is being chased by these cops and she ends up shooting one and killing him. So then they have to like run away together and then tetsuo has a dream sequence where he literally crumbles into pieces yikes yeah 
Tetsuo's dream sequences are all very upsetting and visually interesting. Yep. The third creepy little gray kid is a little girl who's constantly laying down in bed, but she, like, is psychic or something, and she can, like, see the future, and she's predicting the end of the world, like Nostradamus and shit. Yeah. You know, I, I don't... It's it's a fault of the writing, again, that I don't understand what is going on with these kids' motivations. I mean, okay, they're kids, so that's fine that they have, you know, like, slightly confusing motivations, but they should still clearly have motivations so why do they suddenly start tormenting tetsuo like they're going to kill him it doesn't make any sense within the context of the story at least not as far as i can tell you need to read the manga apparently well, maybe i do I <laughs> i'll get it I'll, I'll get it i'll read it and then i'll 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 ship it off to you anyway tetsuo <laughs> tetsuo starts coming into his powers and uh and he just like wants to escalate them and he and he's and he's getting this communication that there's something out there called Akira that he needs to find. And then these kids start tormenting him. So what does he do? He zeroes in on them and goes to them. And sure enough, they are the ones who, who can lead him to Akira. By the way, everybody thinks when, when he starts like showcasing his powers, everybody thinks he is Akira because Akira is like apparently this mythical figure. Yeah. He it's become a religion. The, I think the idea is because, while it's psychically communicating with Tetsuo, it's also psychically communicating with everybody, but on a much, much more diminished level, just like subconsciously. But, you know, joke's on them, because Akira's not even a thing anymore. He showed that they had, that he had powers, and they somehow captured him and dissected him, and they took, a, they have all of his, like, organs and shit in these little tubes in an underground chamber. And he was just a kid, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, some dark shit. And there, there's an implication that there was some sort of a, a study or experiments being run on these kids because each of them has a tattoo on the palm of their hand with a, with a number on it. It's like Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, the little girl, I think, is 25, and then, like, little Donald is, like, 27, and the kid from the beginning of the movie is 26, and then it turns out Akira is 28. One of my notes here is that I kind of lost the plot here at some point because I have no idea what the fuck's actually going on. <laughs> but there's another Donald Trump looking guy, but he has like buck teeth. No, that guy didn't. That guy didn't look like Donald Trump to me. Like I he, he looked like some kind of weird racist Japanese caricature like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> kind of, yeah. In yeah. Fucking My Fair Lady. I thought the, I thought the same thing. But he also to me, he still had that Donald Trump thing going on. It was well, the, it was the hair. It's it's because he's clearly he's on the council. Yes. And he's clearly scheming to but, do some shady shit. But he's also like in he's like friends with the revolutionary guy. It's weird. I think he's using the revolutionaries to undermine the council and he's like profiteering from it. Okay, that makes more sense. He does bring up the Akira prophecy though. Yeah, but he he's he's using it basically as like a a way to undermine the like in his mind that's what it's good for. <laughs> there's a character that i'm referring to as afro grandma why am i not remembering this character it's a character with a giant afro thing and he or she in the comic it's supposed to be a woman but it has a in the in the they gave her a man's voice in okay. the in the movie but she's she's the one like she's like in charge of the cult oh yeah. that's right the cult leader fuck i yeah. forgot about them yeah, they did. They did give that a dude's voice, but it was supposed to be a lady, huh? Yep. Okay. That's why I'm calling her Afro Grandma. 
Oh, how about we talk about? Okay, so Tetsuo got captured again, right? So he's this in, fucking guy in the he's in the hospital. This scene is fucking terrifying. He's not doing well. A bunch of toys come to life in his room. Oh yeah! Oh it my starts God. out kind of charming, it, like a little unsettling, but charming. You know, like like because they're tiny and they're crawling up on his bed and they look potentially friendly. You know, but he's obviously freaking out because he's seeing little tiny toy. I mean, and we're talking tiny. We're talking like Polly Pocket. Yeah, size. they're little. They're little tiny. They're cute. That short lived. A, a, a teddy bear and a bunny rabbit and a an anthropomorphic car, uh, sort of reminiscent yeah. of the cab from roger rabbit they like merge and form this gross fucking mass of creepy what no he, five nights at freddy's shit he goes and grabs them and then they disappear oh, from his right. hand and then suddenly they start forming out of all the toys in the room he's he's in this room where there's un, inexplicably a shitload of toys and they start forming together into giant versions of these things and then they start like leaking cum all over the place. <laughs> it's not cum. They they end up saying that it's milk, but it looks like they're leaking cum all over the place. Yeah, and eventually he like he had dropped a glass on the floor, like a glass like for for drinking, and he steps on it when he's like kind of freaking out, and he cuts his foot open, and then the blood blood starts pouring out as he pulls the fucking glass out of his foot, which is really graphic and gross. <laughs> it is, and then the. Then the, these weird monsters are like, oh, my God, blood. And then they start freaking out and then they run away or some shit. Backing right? up a moment, though, coming back to to it looking like cum is leaking out of them. What the, f- <laughs> the re- one of the things that makes it look even more like cum is the car when the car comes in the room, because the other the, the other two form out of the toys in the room. But the car like appears in the darkness of this doorway and it, like its headlights are its eyes, you know? Yes. And so yes. it starts creeping forward and then here it comes, right? And then just as it approaches Tetsuo, it starts swelling up and these veins start appearing all <laughs> over it like a dick and it blows a giant load of this jizz all over Tetsuo. <laughs> and then yeah. and then he is kind of like like he's he's now like waist deep in a jizz pool and he's like it's milk. I'm like, come on. You know that was a translation issue. <laughs> it's yeah, something. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah. Then more shit happens. I don't really know why. I don't really know what. Tetsuo escapes again. And he's just tearing shit up while he's escaping, but everybody else, the other characters are all in the sewer and being chased by if you ever played the Ninja Turtles arcade game or the oh, beat 'em ups, the flying machines that like shoot bullets at you that the foot soldiers are on they're being chased by one of those i actually had the thought while this scene was going on like just like with every great metroidvania game <laughs> this movie has a shitty sewer level too <laughs> and i hate i really don't care for the sewer section it's it's the most visually boring sequence in this entire movie what's a metroid don't make me come across this table and dominate you with my penis in order to cow you into submission oh that's what a metroid is mother metroid kind of looks like a swollen testicle i'm not gonna lie and metroids do look like the heads of dicks (laughs) you ever seen captain n the game master yes yes oh my god (laughs) Uh, anyways um there's a there's a playroom where the three psychic children hang out and you know shit happens in there canada eventually gets to wherever tetsuo is and canada they meet up in yeah. the um in the kids room 
But the little girl guides them there. She starts speaking through uh, Kai. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I And giving uh, Canada directions. So the, the kids want them there for some reason. Again, the kids' motivations make no sense. Tetsuo goes to the bar from the beginning and murders the bartender because he's charging him double or some shit. Yeah, Tetsuo's <laughs> just become a complete maniac at this point. He doesn't just kill the bartender. He destroys the entire bar. Yes. And, and kills the bartender. The creepy gray kid can walk on water, and apparently Kai can too, and that's where he takes her, and that's where, I don't know, she goes somewhere with him. I was seriously having a hard time paying attention, but not gray Trump killed ryu or roy who is the guy who's been hanging out with kai this whole time tetsuo was taken on the army and see now we've now we've reached the point where i didn't get this far in my second watch so oh jesus it, christ it's a little fuzzy <laughs> you motherfucker dude i this worked is, until three today this is where I, all the stuff happens i worked until three today i had to get here by five so i was only able to watch an hour and a half of it so the last half hour 40 minutes is is a little sketchy i watched it but it was a week ago <laughs> Bucktooth trump drops dead in the alley good fuck that dude yeah canada's back in his signature red and takes his bike to tetsuo because he really wants that fucking bike and the akira cult they're all following tetsuo now because they think he is akira they get like mistake yeah they get they get pumped full of bullets they're just dead bridge collapses they all die yep tetsuo clearly has no regard for these people's yeah. lives whatsoever uh tetsuo eventually makes his way down to that akira cellar where they're where they're storing the akira parts you know kai is down there to tell him that he shouldn't be abusing his power that he's been given and that's what that's when the kids are controlling her and kind of speaking through her and he tries to blow her away of course he manages to get something to happen not really sure there's like a fight but he emerges eventually from the underground on this giant spherical thing kind of looks like unicron unicron from transformers it's the big planet transformer guy yeah that was conjuring nothing for me but okay. or the technodrome they're that better what the fuck is the technodrome oh for fuck's sake the why big, does that sound familiar it's the big vehicle thing that shredder uses in the ninja turtles oh that's right okay, good yeah. lord that's right the technodrome get your shit Dude, together it's been a while okay it's yes, ninja turtles i watched you the shouldn't shit need to be reminded turtles, but it's been a long time here do you see that turtle van take it home watch it <laughs> I'm not watching the entirety of the cartoon. Just don't think of it as watching the entirety of the cartoon. Think of it as watching 190 episodes of the cartoon. Get the fuck out of here. 190 episodes. Jesus. What, what do you have to do? Nothing. I'm watching Modern Family right now. Fuck Modern Family. Ninja Turtles is way better. Plus, I got some Always Sunny to catch up on. I got Letter Kenny to catch up on. I got a new season of Reservoir Dogs is dropping episodes now it's reservation dogs reservation you fucking dogs, asshole thank you. okay yes i just introduced storm to it this weekend i was like all right we're watching a couple of episodes of reservation because he because i keep trying to get him to watch it mainly because he loves tim capello and i want him to get to the season two finale but it's a great show you know and so i and so i put it on and he's like wow that was way better than i thought it was gonna be. yeah it's a good fucking show <laughs> anyways so is ninja turtles just saying you're sh fuck talking shit okay anyways more shit happens he fights with kai eventually the thing blows up he's left with a little sphere he opens it and it's just akira organs and jars and that pisses him off yeah it's just body parts now i know canada like feels some responsibility for tetsuo like going off the deep end because they're best friends and stuff but 
How does he last so long, and why does the gun work as much as it does when none of the fucking tanks or anything from the from the military do shit? Movie magic, man. Like, th- again, this is not the most well-written movie. It's just an amazing-looking movie. And there's a sky laser. Yeah. There's always a fucking sky laser. It's like yep. a government satellite firing heat lasers or some shit. Eventually, it blows off Tetsuo's arm. He flies out to space to destroy the thing. He can also make new limbs out of whatever... And he just makes new limbs out of this garbage or whatever. Yeah. And that's that's the point at which it starts to get out of control for him. Yeah. And uh, Kaori's still in the movie. She hasn't been in the movie for like an hour. She just kind of shows up to get punched in the face and then disappear. <laughs> it's like, okay, but, but technically she's Tetsuo's girlfriend and she's in love with him. She's very clearly in love with him. Yes. He might not be in love with her, but she's in love with him. He did care enough to go get her like before may, trying to make his escape. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's something. And this is where the body horror really starts to take yes. off. Because yes. his arm starts, like, sprouting extra wires and shit, and then eventually it, like, puffs up into this big fleshy blob. This is some serious Cronenberg shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And this that's is, awesome. Like, imagine David, David Cronenberg directing Blade Runner in... That'll get you in the ballpark anyway. That's so cool. Uh, Canada eventually comes back with his gun again and his bike. And then Tetsuo, he's really letting himself go. He's just like growing into this amorphous blob. And then it sucks up Canada and Kaori. But Kaori gets squished and popped like a zit. Oh, dude. It's, it's, yeah, that's pretty horrifying. Um, I'm I'm a little claustrophobic and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was watching yeah. that over here. Yeah. See, that's the kind of stuff you want to see. Gross. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, eventually, the 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 Akira bottles like shatter, and Akira like appears for like a second. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, basically, as soon as the bottles shatter, he reforms, and but then he becomes pure energy. Which which there was an explanation about earlier. Which I don't remember. He's evolved to the point where he is pure energy. He's no longer just a body. But yeah, like so, his body becomes pure energy, and then um, I'm a little fuzzy on what exactly happened. Me too, and I just fucking watched it yesterday. I know, I know. Like he he basically sets off another explosion, but uh, like he starts fucking sucking everything into himself. Well, and- yeah, yeah, and he's getting bigger and bigger until like eventually, can it, like it, like it is like almost another universe or something that he like sucks himself into or some shit but the three little gray kids from the beginning they go and try to save i think canada yeah the other two i guess they all three all three of them they you know they know that they'll probably die going in there to save him but they want to do it anyways because they're good guys yeah what the fuck did canada do to earn this level of sacrifice from these kids i i mean okay yes he fought tetsuo in the end but um, the climax of this movie is way too busy, and I still... It doesn't make much sense. I still have no idea what's happening. There's, like, lots of dreams and visions. Oh, yeah. And it's, we're jumping back and yeah. forth between realities and the past. And, Cities are falling apart, yeah. and shit's just happened. Tetsuo is just, like, gone. Yeah, Tetsuo just gets absorbed by Akira. And then, and then I, yeah, like, the kids basically get... They, they get Canada clear, and then him and Kai... There's a short little friend that they have, and he's still there with them. Oh, he, he there, like he shows there, up. Is their third wheel buddy yeah. still there too? He okay. shows up a couple times, but he doesn't do anything important aside from complain that there's no chicks. And then they 
don't don't they like hop on their bikes and get try and get the fuck out of there yeah like uh, they try and outrun the blast radius canada's bike is a little fucked up looking but it still yeah. works and they you know <laughs> there's no way that bike could work in that condition they ride off into the fucking sunset and the movie's over and i don't know what happened and it looks really cool but i think everybody's right it's definitely overrated and it needs more of a plot that shit yeah story-wise this movie's very weak but uh the visuals are so fucking strong that you have to see it you you really you have to see it it's worth it just for the visuals you can turn the sound off and just watch it <laughs> yeah um also i think in the yeah the, the sound mixing was even really weird in the 88 one i kind of liked it because it was like it had that even cheesier thing about it the audio is pretty cheesy. The 88 audio is pretty cheesy. The 2001 one is also cheesy, but it's a little more modern. It's a little less dumb. Yeah. They, I, I think they it added... Seemed, it seemed like that. Yeah. It seemed like it was a slightly improved version. I think they added some sounds where there were not any sounds in the 88 version. Yeah. Yeah, the sound mixing is, is not the best. So, I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> we, that That's that's Akira. Like it's I fucking, said... Yeah, you know, like my thoughts can be summed up pretty, pretty succinctly. Weak story, unbelievable visuals. Watch it for that. Uh, yeah, watch the movie for the visuals. I would recommend reading the manga because I might actually do that. Because uh, from what I've heard about it, it sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, I could get into this story if it had like more depth to it, but it, it, the version we get in the movie is very shallow. The visuals are not shallow. The visuals are deep, and you could dissect any given shot of this movie and there's so much to look at like there's so much going on yeah so i mean like it's 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 a gateway yeah that's fair into into this art form that i've never really liked that much the only downside is i can't see how any other movie unless it's done by an absolute master could compare favorably at least not Visu in terms of visual. Visually, no, I don't know. Story-wise, though, you, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement. So that might that might be the why it's a good gateway is because the visuals are so strong, but the story is weak enough that a lot of stories you see are going to be better than this. Yeah, I guess to sum it up, I liked the movie. Okay, I really want to read the manga, so I uh, maybe it'll help me actually understand what the fuck's going on. Uh, as far as Possibly. Japanese films and TV go, I still prefer live action, but. I'm happy I did this because I do want to watch more anime. That's a, that's a solid takeaway. So are we done with Sharks Across Tokyo for this year? It'll be back. Yes, I, I believe uh, uh, the Sharks are leaving Tokyo. Going back to America. But they shall return. We'll be back in Hollywood in a couple weeks, actually. I forgot to talk to you. I think we should do Angus because I've been wanting to watch that again. And we should... It'll be a that works for me. Nice I got my I got my copy ready to go. <laughs> I'm getting a little fucking nervous. I might have to get a physical copy of that before they decide that they don't want to let me keep the digital one that I bought. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right, Sharks Cross Tokyo is done. In a couple weeks, we'll be back and we'll be we'll be Sharks Cross Hollywood again. It'll be awesome. It'll be real fun. We'll talk about a talk about a nice cult classic from the fucking mid '90s called Angus, which we literally just decided now because I completely forgot to talk about it. <laughs> earlier so come back in a couple weeks for that but until then stay jawsome